0: Amen. Hey, once again, we are in our study, world religions, cults, and the occult. Melissa, um, it's number 15, what? You said that with a smile on your face. Praise God. That's exciting. Satan and the, and the rise of devil worship, number 15, which tells you what? There were 14 others. That's right. There was 14 others. So you need to go online and find out where those are at. Uh, we've already dealt with, of course, the existence of Satan. But what was the problem with that? Why do we have to deal with that? Because 65% not of the world, 65% of people in the church do not believe in a literal Satanist crazy. But the Bible talks about Satan all over the place. Uh, why? Because God's given us a heads up so we don't have to learn things the hard way. Anybody glad about that? <laughs> yeah. So we dealt with his character and his tactics and how to appropriate the victory that God's already given us uh, to deal with that. Then we took a look at the history of Satanism and how did not just the world get in that, but how do we get into a place where the church is not even believing in literal Satan anymore. So we dealt with that on a massive scale. And then, of course, we dealt with what was next was the beliefs of Satanism, okay, as we saw different ones there. And then eventually we got into, last time, if you were here, we got into the behavior of Satanism, okay? And these people don't just believe things and just stare at the wall. They don't just believe things and, well, we'll just hide out in our house, right? What did we see? With their behavior, they are actively promoting these beliefs, In fact, they are demanding that their beliefs get accepted, and they say on record that they want to specifically replace Christianity with Satanism. It sounds crazy. sounds like a conspiracy theory, but that's actually what they're up to. Okay, and we saw, and we broke it down last time, we saw they're actually doing that. They're promoting right now, as we sit here, Satanism in schools all across the United States of America and around the world. And here's the rationale. Well, hey, you allow Christian clubs and Christian teachings and and, and why not Satanism? And that's, that's how they're getting their foot in there, and people rolling over and playing with that. The second thing is they're also going after the government, right? And again, they're now getting Satanism in our government, as we saw. And again, there's their rationale. Well, you allow Christian prayers and in the courtrooms of government and Christian monuments and stuff like that, and the Ten Commandments, and why not getting Satan prayers and all that stuff? And that's exactly what's happening uh, as well. And we took, once again, a look at the Democrat Party, and the Satanists that are already there promoting that as well. Then we took a look at the military. Now, notice what they were going after. These people are not dumb, right? Satan is what? He's cunning. He's deceiving. And he's going after every pillar. These are all the pillars of society. And if you want to take a society down, what do you do? You go for the pillars, right? And the whole thing will come crumbling down. And that's what they're going after. And Satanism in the military, we saw. And again, here's the rationale. You allow Christian chaplains in there. Why not we get a Satanist in there? And that's exactly what's going on there. And then, unfortunately, the sad thing we saw was even in the church, right? Again, well, you got Christian Christmas displays and and all that stuff, then why can't we get Satanists? And that's what they're doing, and the church is rolling over and playing dead. And not just rolling over and playing dead, but I have to quote this again. If you guys were here last time, we saw a professing Christian actually promoting Satanism and saying that her belief, Christianity, wasn't working for her anymore, but Satanism is. This is in the church. And let me quote that to you again. It says this, Uh, She said, quote, and she's saying this to a Satanist, quote, I never thought I'd say this, but your faith, Satanism, and what you are doing is really amazing. And I want to stand with you, the Satanist, because it's one area that my belief system, Christianity, is, I feel, is failing me. That's somebody in the church professing to be a Christian, saying that, really, the more I get to know Satanism, it works better for what? And that's the problem, isn't it? What's being promoted in the church today? Satanism. Me, myself, and I, the unholy city, the number one law of Satanism. Do what you will shall be the whole law self-worship. All right? But that's in the church Okay, going on today. No wonder things are getting messed up. Okay, And the reason why, as we saw last time, because what? We're violating the scripture again. A little leaven, what? Leaven's the whole lump. Did you really think that when you allowed it to creep in right, that it was really going to stop there? No, we violated that scripture. And frankly, folks, if we don't do something, if we don't speak up, if we don't counter this behavior... It ain't going to be long before what these guys want is for us to say, Hail Satan, all over the United States of America. I'm not joking. Watch this.
1: It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol. Great day to be a Satanist. I
2: believe it, and I'm very excited about it. Hail Satan! We're not what you think we are. Satanic Temple was an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority.
1: This makes life fun.
2: State officials have put up a Ten Commandments monument on government property. Satanists are demanding equal rights.
1: I am a tax paying member of Arkansas, and
2: I don't want that there.
0: The Satanic Temple says and you also need to put up our monument to Satanism.
3: As a Satanist, I believe that confronting injustice is an expression of one's Satanic
2: faith. You see Christian theocracy just creeping itself into our government, and it is our duty to stand up to this.
0: We want people to evaluate the United States being a Christian nation. It's not. We are supposed to be a nation that doesn't allow the government to dictate what is appropriate religious expression. It is out of not only Satanism,
1: but patriotism, that I am motivated. Satanism
2: is looking out for the other, because we are the other. I am following a code of ethics, having fellowship with brethren. Why can't that be a religion?
1: We do indeed invoke Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.
0: Satan. And you wonder why it's getting so devilish out there? Did you see that it's now the twist on it is now if you want to be a patriotic American, you need to jump on the Satanist bandwagon because we're here to promote freedom. That's what America's all know it's not. You see how twist this it's getting? This is what happens when you keep your mouth shut. This is what happened when the church only teaches on learn to be a better you, how to be financially successful. Instead of warning people in love and teaching the whole counsel of God, Old and New Testament that deals with this stuff, and God says, you better not let this spread or it's going to destroy you and your nation. What did we quote last time in the scripture? All those nations that forget God, it's going to turn into hell. That's exactly what's happening, folks. So we need to speak up. Unfortunately, that's not the only wicked behavior that we're going to be dealing with uh, with our Satanism study, Okay. Uh, but before we get into this next wicked behavior that they're involved in, not just permeating their beliefs, that was last week. Okay, let's remind ourselves uh, because this behavior specifically deals a lot with children. As sick as it is, we're going to see. And again, if you guys came in a little bit late, I made a disclaimer. Uh, again, tonight's context is disturbing in some points. So if you have children in here tonight, they're not in a wanna. Use your discretion when it gets to those points. Okay. Uh, So I'll just make that disclaimer again. Uh, But let's remind ourselves how God feels about people messing with children. Okay? Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 9 is our opening text, Mark chapter 9. And uh, Jesus speaking here. And uh, I always like the instructor who always reminded us. He says, you know, Jesus, you know, you see a lot of pictures, not to get into a gigantic debate. You know, the pictures that we see of Jesus is he's a Caucasian with this uh, nice Roman nose and the long rocker dude hair. Most likely probably wasn't how our Lord and Savior looked like. You don't need to get into a knockdown, drag out fight over it, right? Because Jesus was what? He was a Jew. And being a Jew, he probably had a more prominent nose. Being a Jew, he probably had darker skin, right, than uh, Caucasian uh, skin. And uh, most likely he had probably at that time uh, more of the, the Beatles crop hairdo, okay, at that point. So, you know, not to get in big debate. But anyway, but you see pictures uh, typically, it's, it's an influence from Roman Catholicism, but typically you see the pictures of Jesus uh, if they don't have him, like as a baby, you know, with, with Mary, because they're promoting Mary worship, right? But if they have him as an adult, uh, you know, they basically, he's, he's got that really somber look with this, this circle above his head, this halo, and really serious, right? And I always had an instructor that says, Are you serious? Uh, the scripture is very clear. We're going to read one of these texts. Jesus had kids come up to him. Right? And if you were walking around going like this, there ain't no kid going to come in 10 miles from you, right? Uh, and then, so I think Jesus, obviously, as he would say it, I would agree. Uh, Jesus probably had, uh, was, had a wonderful, fun nature about him. One of my favorite pictures I used to have hanging in my office back in New York was a picture of Jesus smiling, a big old smile, right? And, you know, he's not he ain't doing that thing. Anyway, but anyway, here's one of the texts where it talks about Jesus and the children. Mark chapter 9, let's take a look there. Uh, verse 35 is where we're going to start in the context and uh, let's take a look uh, at what he says sitting down jesus called the 12 and he said this if anyone wants to be first he must be the very what last and the servant of who all well that certainly doesn't go well with self-worship today does it yeah right anyway so what's he now do he takes a what a little child and had him what stand among them taking him in his arms he jesus said to them Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. And the teacher said, John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone... Causes. Now what's the context? He's got a little kid there with him, right? Anyone causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large what millstone tied around his neck. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, Jewish customs uh, and what in the world is this millstone thing? Let me give you the example. Uh, the millstone thing is what's depicted right there, not the thing on four legs that's called a donkey. for those of you wondering, <clears throat> the millstone is the round one that's on top of the flat stone. The flat one's the base stone, the round stone. And basically what it was is this was how they ground grain, right? And basically you put the grain there inside the lip there, and then you get the donkey because that thing weighs literally like a ton or whatever. And they go around, and that stone would go around and be crushing the seed, and that's basically how you did it in a very rapid fashion. So that was a low-tech, high-tech machinery back in the day, right? <laughs> uh, in fact, if you look at the Mosaic Law, millstones were so important uh, that uh, you couldn 't take uh, up somebody 's millstone for a pledge because that basically you just robbed them of their business right uh, and, and their livelihood that 's how you made bread, so basically you were shutting them down so there there was that aspect, but perhaps the most famous mention of a millstone in the Bible is this one here of jesus warning don 't mess with kids right if anyone caused one of these little ones who belie- uh, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have the large millstone hung around his neck and thrown to sea. And the millstone he's talking about, not the base one, it's that round one that they, that goes around in the circle there. He's saying it would be better to have that thing tied around your neck and chucked in to see if you're causing a stomach block to these kids that would come to me, okay? Uh, that you would be better if that happened to you. This is from Jesus. How many guys would say that's a pretty strong warning, Right? Listen, meaning it would be better to have that, which means you're going to get something even worse if you do that. That's bad enough. How many guys say that guy's going to make it back to the top? It ain't. And Jesus said, you would rather prefer that than what I'm going to do to you. Right? In other words, don't mess with kids. Don't mess with anybody. Don't be a stumbling block to anybody. But man, I'll tell you what, God's got a soft heart. With kids. Now, what we're going to see with the uh, behavior of Satanists, that's how sick and wicked it is, folks. They're not just messing with people, they're messing with kids. Okay? And they do this on a regular basis. We're going to see that in a couple ways. The first one is with their satanic ritual calendar. Right? Now, as we saw, if you guys remember the 20, how many guys memorized the 20 week study we did on witchcraft? Yeah, praise God. We got somebody here who, um, after study, we'll do a short devotion on lying, Debbie. But, uh, but anyway, that's right. We'll deal with that later. Uh, but other than that, uh, but anyway, I was excited for a moment, but then I realized, I don't think that's humanly possible. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> Preachers can dream. But anyway, so, but the witchcraft study, right? <clears throat> we saw they have what? They have a whole calendar, right? Well, guess, and they, year in, year out, day in, day out, and they follow the calendars, do all their spells and witchcraft and things of nature. Well, Satanists do the same thing, okay? They have marked out a whole calendar of events, Year in, year out, whether you believe it or not, while we're doing our own thing, they're doing their thing, okay? And it ain't just a thing. Uh, it's, a, it's not just a dirty, wicked evil. It's murderous, horrid, ritualistic behavior, okay? And so let's take a look at that. We, we dealt with this a little bit on a very, very first study of Satanism, but let's re- revisit it. First of all, why do people get involved statistically in Satanism? In the first place, they say, man, why would people even go there? Well, so the supposed mysterious, right? But they find out it's a, quote, one-way ticket to hell. As this Satanist said, one guy named Tony said, I thought at first I could be a Satanist on just a philosophical level, but I, I could feel Satan wanted me to go on to a bigger level, to sacrificing bigger animals, then maybe to humans, and then even my life. Now, why would there be such a high suicide rate in Satanism? John chapter 8, Satan's what? He's a liar and the father of all lies, but he's what? He's a murderer. Where do you think thoughts of suicide come from? Even if you're not a Satanist, that ain't come from God. God always says, choose life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what problem you have, Christian, non-Christian, it's always temporary. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, but that's the lie of Satan. He wants you to die before you get saved so you can join him in the lake of fire. Uh, also, the instability in today's world. Youth are looking for answers today in places where they normally wouldn't go. Part of it is because the church is so absolutely uh, messed up. And frankly, going along with the way of the world and not even relevant. They're not teaching the truth. Kids want to know the truth. They're looking for the truth. They're looking for answers. But they go in there and every single time. It's what? Learn to be a better you, how to be smart. Build up your self-esteem, and hey, aren't you happy? Look at my fluffy cat. They're sick of it. And so they're going elsewhere, unfortunately, including the occult. Unusually intense pressure stresses the breakup of family unit, ever-changing social customs, cries at the church again, as I just said, is irrelevant. The erosion of confidence in the political system, shocker, uh, contribute to the pressures, and they break on the load and say, I'm just, I'm just going in that direction. <clears throat> Extreme loneliness, the feeling that no one cares may lead people to become involved in the occult, right? And it, it, at least they accept me. Uh, mysticism, the influence of Eastern religions in America continue to be an emphasis, psychic phenomena, mind-expanding drugs, and of course, the occult's all about drugs, uh, having turned to the mystical approach in life, right? Uh, and uh, music, of course, still to this day, not just in the 80s with the headbangers, Right, Still to this day glorifies Satan and occult themes as well as video games. Man, this is a huge one. right? Uh, It's the end thing to do. Kids are having fun playing occult games online, and it's fun, and they get all this power, and they win. They are cool and popular online. Why not make that in the real world? And some do just that. They transfer right over to that. The decline of the family. Watch this. This is sad. Traditional family of dad, mom, and a child or two is getting harder to find right only 11% of all us household fits this description did you catch that so let's do it 89% of american households do not have a mom and a dad right it's messed up and one satanist admitted watch this if i had a close family relationship i might not have gotten into satanism there was an absence and satan filled that so what's going on folks right the destruction of that well where do they meet well abandoned churches okay and we'll see that again, Lord willing, later tonight if we get that far. Uh, cemeteries, of course, mountainous areas, desert areas. It'll never happen here in Las Vegas. Are you joking? Wait till we get, Lord willing, next study into the symbols, just like with witchcraft. I'm going to expose to you, here's the symbols, and then you're going to see what they mean, and they're straight up from Satanists. And then when you go out in public, you're going to see, just like witchcraft, they're everywhere. But you didn't know because you don't know their symbols. But that's next study, Lord willing. Uh, also beaches, <clears throat> abandoned buildings, wooded areas, basements. Under bridges, parks, business locations after hours, and when do they meet? Again, just like Witchcraft, they have a whole calendar every year, week in, week out, month in, month out. And by the way, what I'm going to give you for the sake of time is the condensed version of their calendar. It's even more expanded than what I'm going to share with you, and this is really what goes on while people want to sit there. 65% says, ah, there's not even a devil, and these people are doing this. So acting like it's not real, keeping your mouth shut doesn't help anything, Right? But here's just a piece of their yearly calendar, and this is what they're doing on a regular basis. January 7th is their Saint Wineball Day. That's a blood ritual. That's animal or what? Sacrifice? Human sacrifice. Dismemberment. Male, of course, is what they prefer if it's a human. January 17th, they have what's called satanic rebels. That's a sex ritual. Age what? Seven to 17. Somewhere in that time frame. You're messing with kids, man. I mean, hello. Murder, dismemberment. Human sacrifice, animal... That's all wrong anyway, but you're messing with kids. January 20th to 27th, abduction. Now, that's a whole week. That's all they do is go out and abduct people. I wonder why we have so many missing people these days. And that's called the ceremonial preparation, holding for sacrificial victim for candle mass. That's a sex and blood ritual, human sacrifice, female or what? Child of any age. That happens every year without fail. Their calendar, they make no bones about it, and people act like this is not real. January 29th, St. Agnes, that's uh, Eve for casting spells. February 2nd, that's the candle mass. They went out and abducted people for this. And that's a sabbat and witches festival as well. Blood ritual, animal and or what? Human sacrifice. That's what they went out and rounded people up for. February 2nd, another satanic revels, uh, sex ritual, age 7 to 17, female. February uh, 25th, St. Walpurgis Day, blood ritual, communion of blood and dismemberment of any age. March 1st, St. Uh, Eichstatt, blood ritual, drinking of human blood for strength and paying homage to the demons, uh, any age, again, male or female. Uh, to get that blood, March 20th, the date varies, the spring equinox, it's a sabbat or witch's it's an orgy ritual, any age, male, female, human or what? Animal. So that bestialities, we saw there's now being promoted, last study, that's a part of their ritual system, okay, Good Friday, they of course they mock Easter, i.e., Resurrection Day, and they also mock Christ- Christmas. We'll see the birth of Jesus Christ, right? But the Day of Passion, they mock the death of Christ with the blood ritual, human sacrifice, adult male only. So they murder a male just on purpose for that. Uh, Easter Eve Day, that's another blood ritual, human sacrifice, adult male or female. April twenty-one to twenty-six, what are they doing? That whole week, what are they doing? They're going out, they're abducting people for what? For human sacrifice. Ceremony of preparation, holding uh, uh, of a sacrificial victim. And then April 26th, to May 1st, again, that's what it's for. The grand climax, sex ritual, female age, what? 1 to 25. What did Jesus say? Oh, man. You're in trouble. June 21st, you got the covenant initiations, right? Join the club, so to speak. First day of summer, summer solstice. That's an orgy ritual, animal and or human sacrifice, any age, male or female, or an animal. July 1st, that's the Demons revel, Blood Ritual Sexual Association with Demons, uh, any age female. July 20th to 26th, there it is again, a whole week. What are they doing? They're going out abducting people, right? And for another grand climax ceremony. And here it is uh, a week later, basically, July 27th, five weeks, one day, specifically after summer solstice, that's a human sacrifice, female what? Child or adult. Uh, August 1st, Lamaste, Day, Witches Witch's Festival, Blood Ritual, Animal and or Human Sacrifice, any age male or female, August 3rd. Again, there's your satanic rebels, sex ritual, age seven to 17, female specifically, August 24th, St. Bartholomew's Day, Great Sabbat and a Fire Festival, September 7th, the Marriage to the Beast, Uh, sex sacrifice, dismemberment of a what? Infant. To 21, specifically female. But hey, let's just go live in la-la land and let's never talk about it and let's learn to be better you as this goes on. And can I tell you something that doesn't help these people out? By keeping your mouth shut and acting like it doesn't go on. September 22nd, the date varies. That's a a feast day, fall equinox, orgy ritual, any age, October 13th to 30. Here you go. This one, the other ones we saw, they take one week to go get their victims. This one is their big, if you will, high holy day, Halloween. And they spend two weeks going and getting people for abduction, uh, for human sacrifice specifically October thirteenth, why do they start then? Because that's the reverse. Remember the law of reversal? Numbers are big in the occult, also Freemasonry. Lord One, if we ever get to secret societies, we'll see that. Uh, but it's the reverse of 31. So that's when they start. And uh, but anyway, so then here's where it culminates. You had two weeks. They went and rounded up a bunch of human sacrifice, high holy day, blood ritual, human sacrifice each day, any age, male or female. And then from the thirtieth to thirty first, all Hallows Eve, Halloween. That's a night of blood and sex for association with the demons. Animal and or human sacrifice, any age, male or female, and or animal is what's going on on Halloween. November 1st, Satanist High Holy Day, related to Halloween, another blood ritual, human sacrifice, any age, male or female. November 4th, again, they have their cycle of satanic revels, sexual ritual, age 7 to 17, female. December 22nd, winter solstice. uh, That's an orgy ritual, any age, male or female, human or animal, once again, bestiality, and December 24th, the demon revels on Christmas Eve. It's the tradition, watch this, for Satanists to give one another body parts from a, a, a what? A male infant. And, of course, they're mocking what? That's when we celebrate the birth of Christ. And so they mock it by murdering a male infant and each get a body part. This is sick. This is what's going on, folks. What do they look like when they do all this stuff? because that's the calendar oh and by the way that's the condensed version but while we sit here this is going on every year every year every year every year well, what does it look like well first of all why do they do it well because they think that satan's going to give them superpowers including some say if we do all these sacrifices including human sacrifice including the children uh it'll put a magic shield around them and their followers protecting them from bullets and any other harm right uh and uh believe it or not even though it doesn't typically make the news um This is going on, and they find the remains of what they do, right? Uh, One example is when authorities were searching for a missing college student. They came to the end of their search when they found candles and a kettle full of body parts, animal bones, and a cauldron containing brains, hearts, and other organs of the victims. Uh, During the ritual killings, the victims' brains were cut out and put on a fire mixed with blood, herbs, roosters' feet, goat heads, and turtles. Officers found the bodies of 13 males, one as young as 14. Several of the victims had been slashed with knives. Others had been bludgeoned. One had been hanged. Another apparently set a fire. We'll see that in a second. And at least two pumped with bullets. Some had been tortured with razor blades or had their hearts ripped out. Nearly all had been mutilated. And part of their ritual is why they do this while people are still alive is because they believe that the pain and the screaming and the yelling will give the Satanists more power. By doing that, that's how sick and twisted it is. In fact, here is, believe it or not, this still goes on today. This is a report from South Africa or at least their news will admit these atrocities are really going on while we sit here. Let's take a look.
2: It was here in October 2011 that Cursi Theologo was set on fire allegedly as a sacrifice to Satan. She and a friend, Bronwyn Grammer, managed to escape, but only one survived. Six of Theologo's friends have been arrested for her murder. Two pleaded guilty last year. Now the remaining four are standing trial. Two years and a postponement later...
3: Beautiful. I miss you so much, you don't understand.
2: A pathologist has told the court Theologo never had a chance. In fact, her burns were more than enough to kill her. Wagner's statement revealed the group had always been intoxicated when discussing Satanism. He also admitted to drawing a star on a nearby rock, tying up Theologo, pouring petrol over her body and setting her alight. Co-accused Robin Howard revealed he held Theologo down while she was doused in petrol. As for Bronwyn grandma, who lived to tell the tale. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> Make Come on. After two days of testifying, she requested to show the court her burnt back. I have accepted it, but I really wanted them to see. So every time, so they can have a reason why they're in there, and they can get flashbacks of my back being burnt. And this is only the start of what could be a graphic insight into the world of Satanism.
0: In other words, that's just a small piece of what's really going on. This one happened to make the news. They happened to get caught. And it ain't just South America, folks. It's all over the world. Now, again, I really truly believe when you take a look at their own calendar, what they say they're doing, they have a calendar of events. We're going out and abducting people. I think a large percentage of people that are missing – are not just missing because I think there is a sex trafficking issue that's going on. I'll give you that. I think some just do run away. But can we deal with it? I think a lot of them are missing because they've been taken for these sacrifices. And I got the current stat- uh, statistics. I, I pulled this up yesterday. Uh, the global, not just South Africa, not just America, the global missing children problem. Watch this. An estimated every year, 8 million kids go Missing every year, it happened last year and the year before, and the year before, and this year. Eight million kids reported missing each year around the world, and it's an estimated from the U.S. Department of Justice research: eight hundred thousand children will go missing alone just in the United States. So almost one eighth of that is just in the United States of America. Is what's happening every year without fail. America's rejoiced with uh, uh, Amanda Berry and. Gina De Jesus and much of the world and uh, uh, long-term missing children uh, being uh, returned, uh, but the story that it's uniquely American phenomenon is not true. They go on to say, in Austria, 10-year-old Natasha Kampusch was abducted and held by her abductor in a secret underground cellar for eight years before she escaped. In Belgium, a 12-year-old Sabine Dardine was kidnapped as she rode her bicycle to school. Sabine and 14-year-old Leticia Delhez were held in a basement for three months before being rescued, though four other children were killed. In India, parents reported the disappearances of their children, but the authorities ignored it. When community members uh, found decomposed remains of a child, police started digging. They found 15 to 17 skeletons of children. Ultimately, the police report at least 31 child victims. Quote, there are many other examples, i.e., including around the world. But hey, I'm sure they just ran away, those crazy kids. No, he's gotten drugs. That's what happens, man, when you get involved in drugs. No, it's just an unhappy home life, and that's on them. They're going to have to learn things the hard way. No, not necessarily. I think a lot of them are being abducted every day by Satanists, according to the ritual calendar they admit it, like clockwork. Oh, and, and, and what did Jesus say, right? Mark 19, 42, uh, if anyone caused one of these little ones... Those who believe in me to stumble, it'd be better for them if they were a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. God's going to have the last word on this, folks. You wonder why his wrath is coming? These people ain't getting away with nothing. If you don't get saved and receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're going to wish you had that rather than what's coming. Okay? And again, by the way, the church keeping your mouth shut on this stuff going on, it ain't helping anything. And the churches out there, as we saw in our previous days, they're actually promoting Satanism. And then you got people who profess to be Christians saying, Satanism is working better than Christianity. Can I tell you something? You better check your neck. You might be surprised with something around your neck one of these days. Better be careful. Unfortunately, that's not all. The second ritualistic behavior that Satanists are earning a millstone around their neck because they're messing with kids, okay? It's all evil, but certainly with kids is not just their satanic ritual calendar, but satanic ritual abuse, also known as SRA. A lot of people want to uh, wipe this out and say that's just a conspiracy theory, that's a baloney, now you've gone too far. Not even close, folks. This is really going on. Satanists, unfortunately, not only kill children for their sacrifices, they repeatedly abuse them in horrible satanic ways uh, on a regular basis, day in and day out. But you think, okay, well, what's this say? Satanic ritual abuse. Well, let me, let me give you a definition there. Satanic ritual abuse, or SRA, includes abuse by Satanists that includes incest, a wide variety of gross sex acts, mutilation, abduction of children, forcing them to have babies that are then sacrificed to Satan, and of course, murder. The abusers are thought to be a part of a nationwide, even, quote, worldwide involving families over several generations. We saw our video clips of people that says, I was a generational Satanist. This is how we were raised. This is what we're told, right? And listen to this quote, thousands of adults can't all be wrong and thousands of children can't all be lying. So get your head out of the sand and stop acting like this doesn't happen. It happens. And again, keeping your mouth shut doesn't help anybody, does it? And yet we're supposed to be uh, telling people the truth and standing up for righteousness and standing up for the people who are in desperate need of help to be the salt and the light, the preservative to speak amidst the dark. That's what we're supposed to do. Not act like it's not real or played a bunch of funny games well, while it's going on. But let's take a look at what happens. Satanic ritual abuse. What's, what's some of that abuse? And this is record. Now, I actually got this from a police document because they deal with this a lot more than what we want to believe. And certainly that ever makes it to the media. They deal with it because they find the remains. They take the phone calls, right? And this is a police report. I condensed it for you. But here's the typical things that go on with regular unfortunate satanic ritual abuse. A lot of it, again, to children, right? There's what's called confinement, isolation in small places with sensory deprivation. They call it the black hole. They throw them in a pit, a cage, or a coffin, or a grave. Um, I have a family member who told me That uh, when they were younger, they felt like that there was some satanic behavior done to them, and specifically in a church building, which sounds crazy, but we'll see that in a second, and they were put in a coffin with snakes. And this family member, can you guess one place they never, ever, ever, ever wanted to go? Bingo. And you're going to see tonight that's exactly specifically done on purpose so kids will never turn to Jesus. And what did Jesus say? You better check your neck. Praise God. They received Christ their Savior before they died, but they didn't want to go to their church service. Not after that. But placed in a cage, a coffin, or grave, often the containers filled with bones or body, human or animal parts, snakes, spiders. Children are told that worms are going to eat their brains out. And again, this is the police report, so there's no embellishment here. On this. I, I can show it to you, right? Uh, often they are left for days in absolute filth, it involves uh, rituals, may also be utilized as a form of punishment. And watch this, being reborn into Satanism, being hauled out. So when you're put in that cage or that coffin or whatever, and they do all the horse, and it's their version, like you know, like we would say, baptism is symbolic of being uh, identifying with the death of Christ, raising to life. Well, you get to come out of this, and you're basically born into Satanism. Uh, it's a symbolic death ritual for children. They also have sexual torture. It's continuous almost with multiple perpetrators, both male and female, as well as what? Trained animals. So again, bestiality. Infants and what? Toddlers are physically prepared for sexual abuse, objects forced in every cavity. Uh, The role of the mother figure in Satanism is crucial in this early sexual abuse preparation. Sexual rituals are common, generally involve the letting of blood. Girls and boys both have Uh, cuts on their genitalia sexual orgies cult members are involving so-called pleasure with pain to serve satan girls are impregnated as early as possible and are taught that a abortion without anesthesia is an honor and if we get that far you're going to see a video clip from a girl who was raised in a satanist home and she admits that uh they had her to just basically have babies her own parents so they can have those babies to sacrifice to Satan. on tape. It's not a joke, folks. It's sick, right? And again, can I tell you something? I'm going to say this. I don't know how many different times. Keeping your mouth shut doesn't help anybody. Acting like this isn't real. We ain't to be afraid. But why aren't we speaking up about this as the church, that this is an atrocity, right? You're more stinking concerned about the economy than this kind of stuff. It's nuts, right? Physical deprivation, chronic disruption of sleep, starvation, Excessive exposure to heat or cold, this breaks down resistance and increases their susceptibility to brainwashing, right? Forced participation in abuse and murder, watch this, for who? Children, you better check your neck. This may be a real murder where the adult hand guides the child's hand to stab a what? A baby, or it could be staged, the victim's already dead, but they had the child participate in it, and, uh, or it was suggested under hypnosis, but the child is then, after that, labeled a murder, unlovable, a criminal, He'll be locked up by the police. Crazy, awaiting psychiatric lockup. So again, they're kind of stuck now because you're going to be in big trouble. When they're forced. Ultimately, many of the children will be, and this is from the police report, many of the children will be programmed to murder for the cult on cue. They're taught by trainers how to kill, collect blood and skin victims. Even high-level trainers still go through continuous torture in order to stay vicious. Uh, psychiatric abuse. Children often go, watch this. Routinely taken to an actual psychotherapist who's a what? Who's a Satanist? Now, is that a surprise when we saw Freud and Satanism or got their stuff from demons and all that stuff? Shocker. Or a person posing as one. Uh, survivors of this satanic ritual abuse report being locked up and restrained in psychiatric hospitals, undergoing psychiatric experiments as children. Varied emotional abuse, standard carrying societal message like I love you, you're special, are linked with torture and abandonment. A child's ordered to complete a paradoxical or impossible task, then torture for not following orders or is blamed for the torture or murder of another child. Children are told that they're worthless, dirty, stupid, ugly, evil, and are lucky to have that cult that uh, cult will keep them. You got basically nowhere else to go. General physical torture, there's mutilation marking the body for Satan, drawing blood, banging by arms or feet, tubal insertion, and body opening for fluids are introduced, electric shock to the spine, the knees, dragging them around on a rope or a leash around the neck, generally being treated like an animal, Immersion in feces, blood buckets, urine, pulling, drilling teeth, being burned that they call trial by fire, blood transfusions, skin grafts from sacrificial victims. Drug abuse begins when? You better check your neck, man. Infancy is routinely a part of general brainwashing rituals. Drugs are uh, very sophisticated and ministered by who? The medical community. It's also involved. IV, gas masks, orally. Some survivors report that drugs are administered through, listen, cranial burr holes as well. The cult also uses drugs to gain information. Brainwashing, of course, in conjunction with drugs, it's a sophisticated hypnosis, uh, involves the associated pairing of uh, in induced pain slash terror, plus the cult message, then plus the trigger cues. Now, the trigger cues, they say, into the subconscious are too numerous to list, but watch this. They are later utilized by the cult to control the survivor without his or her consciousness, Awareness, visual symbols on greeting cards could trigger them, flower colors, arrangements, common hand gestures, verbal phrases, body postures, or even facial movements. Brainwashing is an integral part of ritual abuse, cult indoctrination. It also serves to create amnesia for cult inf- information such as names, places, etc., thus protecting the cult's secrecy. Near death experiences, particularly drownings, they hold their head underwater. These are used for punishment or to promote an out-of-body experience and are a common part of certain rituals. Victims may be resuscitated with oxygen. There's the force-eating of flesh, excrement, or fetid. Fetid means extremely, literally smelly, unpleasant material. This is routinely done and generally force-fed or given to a... What? Better check your neck. As a trick to a child, concealed as something else after the child's been starved for days. Ritual meals of blood, flesh, semen, urine are consumed by cult members during sacrifices to Satan, and then obviously there's typically nausea and vomiting. It's quite common for survivors to be very suspicious of food in general and to avoid many types due to color or texture. Some survivors seem anorexic. Others compulsively eat to combat taste memories of what was done to them. Stage birthing of bad babies. Watch this. Dead snakes, rats, objects are seemingly pulled between the legs from small girls who are told they're giving birth to a bad rotten thing. This serves to practice birthing and also is more, quote, evidence of how bad they are inside and need to be purified, of course, by more of their satanic ritual abuse. And then teaching cognitive contusion, opposites are constantly, remember the law of reversal? Watch this. Opposites are constantly re- reconciled in cult behavior and training, being obedient, then rebel. Sex without pain is not pleasure. Love and hate are the same. Black is white. Ugly is pretty. Left is right. Children learn that none of society's concepts, basically, the Judeo-Christian ethic, are stable and often represent their opposite. And you know what? Let me just show you a picture of my fluffy cat. And I'm up here. I'm just your good buddy. Got a cup of coffee here. We don't even have a podium. I don't even own a Bible. We don't even talk about the Bible. We just learn how to be better you. How's your finances? Let me tell you how to get God's blessings, right? And if you sow a seed to my ministry, and then you get a hundredfold, and you can be rich like me. God's watching this. While well, that's going on, and we're supposed to be one leading the charge to be the salt and the light. It's crazy. Check your neck, right? Oh, well, they just ran away, you know, Those missing kids, that drugs, you know, they had an unhappy home. Yeah, maybe. But how many of them, because we are keeping our mouth shut, are undergoing this as we speak, and these people keep getting away with it because we don't want to deal with it? what did jesus say mark 9 42 if anyone causes one of these little ones those who believe in me to stumble it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were drowned to the sea you're gonna wish that's the only thing that happens to you God's gonna have the last word on this folks but we ain't helping anything by acting like it doesn't go on in fact watch this i think it's a lot more common than we think i came across this article And uh, when I was looking up the missing kids, watch this. Many have heard the cases of Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Elwood tool. Remember that two of the biggest serial murders ever that roamed back and forth the United States. And they claim to have slain approximately 360 people during their travels around the country between 1975 and 1983. What they don't realize, and this is from the article that Henry Lucas stated April 22nd, 1884, To the Fort Worth, Texas Star-Telegram News, he said, quote, There are hundreds more like him on the road, all members of the cult that worships death and the devil. Quote, he said, I belong to a cult. It was a devil's organization, and for initiation, you would have to go out and kill a person. As the reports unfolded from the Texas Rangers files, they disclosed some of the most sadistic, brutal, and bizarre accounts of deviant sexual murders in modern history. How many so-called serial killers are really Satanists doing what Satanists do? (laughs) But you can't say that. Let's just come up with a term, serial killers. A little bit more palatable. It doesn't freak you out as much. But he admitted, no, that's what we were about. And there's hundreds more like us roaming the roads across America. And keeping your mouth shut doesn't help anything. Let alone going along with Satanism and promoting it in the church. Nuts, isn't this wild? You wonder why things are getting so messed up, okay? Now, speaking of which, this is also being done in church facilities. Specifically, like I mentioned that one family member, to turn them away from Christ forever is what they hope, right? Let's take a look at this. And this is from the police report. Religious or spiritual abuse, often done in real or staged Christian churches, always why? Targeted against any future acceptance of Christianity. Because like I told you to my family, I'm telling you, they, I, I begged, I pleaded, I tried for years and years. They did not want to go to a church service. Not after that. And many, listen, cult families masquerade as what? Active Christians. Remember that guy we had the video, Glenn, the generational Satanist? He was in the Baptist church for how long? Two years, and nobody had a clue. He was sitting there, and all he did was cause trouble. Always emphasizing the control of the child by Satan and his demons. Children are reaped with symbolic Christian objects and are told that Jesus approves and believes that they are bad. So again, they're deliberately, what did Jesus say? You were st- they're, they're a stumbling block. They're specifically now saying, don't ever turn to Jesus. Rituals involving assertion of eyeballs into genitalia and other body parts symbolize that demons are inside the child, always watching them. That's what they do. Children are placed under numerous curses during the rituals, especially the, quote, curse of silence. If they tell of the cult, they and the non-cult listener will die. Most of the occult abuse is intertwined with religious dogma. Again, Christianity, again, turning them away from Christ. Male and female children and adults are, quote, married to Satan. This is going on in, quote, church facilities. At various ages, Satan, of course, is considered to be bisexual. So I wonder who's, again, behind the gender fluid mentality movement. It's nuts. Oh, and I, I, I just got to say it again. What did Jesus say? If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for you. If you had a large millstone hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea, you'll wish... It was just that what I'm going to do to you. This is going on. But praise God, God demonstrates that he's more powerful than all this wickedness. And he does that in a couple different ways that I want to close with. Uh, one, he demonstrates that even if somebody was subjected to that, even in a church specifically to keep them away from Jesus, that God is so powerful, he could still save them. Amen? Here's one testimony, one girl. And then I'll show you a video testimony. She said, I was a small town kid. It was a nice town. Our neighbors knew each other. We'd borrow butter and sugar from next door if we ran out. They'd borrow from us. Nobody locked the doors of the house or the car back then. I was born in the 60s. My father was a severe alcoholic. The home was not a happy place. I basically lived outdoors. I was a happy kid when I was very young. I'd hug strangers that they looked sad. I loved angels and crowns and glittering things and I, I believed in, a, in God. I, I had a bubbly, happy personality. I like people, people like me. My next-door neighbor had a son. He was my best buddy. We, we played matchbox cars and have squirt gun fights, and his father used to call him home with a dog whistle. That's your first clue. Anyway, this man presented himself to me like a stand-in father. He was nice to me. He didn't scream and be in a stupor like my dad. He, he, he was concerned if I got hurt, unlike my dad. And he played with me too. Tickle battles, swinging me by the arms, popsicles, campings all those things that kids like to do. He won my heart. Meanwhile, he was doing this while my father was busy being drunk with his buddies. But this man, he won my heart, uh, but he was a pedophile and he claimed to be a Christian. Our neighborhood believed in him. His wife was perverted too. This man, along with his family, would show me film strips of some sort of apocalypse with a, a tape soundtrack that would beep a signal to advance the frame and One scene I remember was a little girl with a black kitten standing by her mother against a brick wall in the shadow of a man holding a shotgun. There was a sound of a mom begging for her life and the daughter crying, the cat meowing chaos, bang. The next frame showed a smear of blood on the wall and the girl holding her cat crying with her mom dead with blood pouring out of her head wound. The next frame, they were all dead. This man showed me these things over and over with the window shades down in the bedroom. I was four at the time. I was scared too. He would come over to comfort me and he did perverse things to me. I was too scared to move. And he claimed listen, he molested me to save my soul, and so I would not be cursed as a woman of Satan. He said, Do you want to be possessed and shoot little girls? I said, No. So I tolerated some sick things so I would not become a devil someday. He threatened my pets. He paid me hush money to shut me up. And all this had an impact on my fitting in school. Kids sensed something was wrong with me. I would go to class. I was always being quartered, beaten up, gang humiliated at least once a day. And the teachers looked the other way. That doesn't help. I used to hallucinate kids' heads exploding as they were at their lockers. If I could kill them with the beams of my eyes, my father had a shotgun. It was accessible. I knew how to load it and shoot. Uh, How many kids could I trash before I had to kill myself, I wondered. But something held me back. I did psychic work and hypnosis and divination. Later, I began to Stopped taking care of myself. I would not even shower or comb my hair. I saw visions all day. I began acting like a demon. I cut myself every day, lapped up blood off my arms, smeared the rest of the wall, drawing pictures, demons, and pentagrams. I tried to kill myself over and over again to, quote, get home. I talked about mysterious stuff. I spoke and wrote languages the demon altars taught me. I got locked up as a ward of the state. I was in and out of mental places for years. I never had a drug problem. I never broke the law. I was not into any sex or drinking or any socially risky things. I was, quote, just legally and frighteningly evil. Later on, I got involved in Satanism because it seemed logical. We worshiped our flesh, you know, self. We thought we were little gods. Sounds like the charismatic church. And Satan was subject to us because he was just this dark flame flesh force that Christians don't seem to believe in Next, we went into chaos magic, migrated to Kabbalah, shamanism, Wicca, Buddhism, and finally found UFO and New Age. We even saw a UFO one night. It scared us. And so I began to devour books on UFOs, but I soon realized, watch this, those books were nothing but rehashes of magic that we had practiced before. So I began to wonder, what does Jesus say about all this? Isn't there, listen, something in the Bible about people disappearing suddenly as they were saying in the UFO books? You remember the study on the... UFOs, the excuse for the rapture. I bought a Bible, began reading the book of Revelation. I actually wanted to know what Jesus had to say. And what I saw was Jesus was in the book of Revelation, stomping the very forces that caused all the pain and confusion in my life. Jesus was destroying the sinful spiritual motives of pedophiles and addicts and sex freaks and body self-loathing and abuse. He would destroy those demons and people who would choose to be evil by removing them from those who seek goodness. And I began to remember being a little girl hugging legs of people running around in an angel costume, laughing and tears welled up. And it, it seems so impossible to be able to recapture that level of innocence and pure, fearless, joyful love in my broken heart. But God I found out is the God of the impossible. I had to accept him at that point, And I did November 11th, 2000, Jesus came home to my heart. I realized that God wanted us to be loved and unafraid and unmolested and Not hurt, not lied to, not seduced, stolen, humiliated, or beaten. He doesn't want us confused about who we are or sexual identity or what society says we need to think about us or our bodies. Jesus promises to me and everyone who accepts him the kingdom of God where the lions will play with the lambs and a little child will lead them all in a place where no one gets hurt or humiliated on God's holy mountain. I await that day when I will hurt no more and no one else does either. Why? Why? Because Jesus died for us, he was humiliated, he was beaten, he took our pains in a body like ours, and he did it for us who are bitter and hurt and dirty and sinful and cruel as we are, he still wants us as his own child. God is the one in control. And no matter how far these Satanists can twist the minds of kids, God demonstrates his power, oh yeah, My gospel, my love, will always overpower that evil. And he does. And we're going to close with not just somebody who was ritually abused by Satanists. But we're going to close with a video testimony. Watch what God can do even to the ones who did the dirty deed. Watch this.
1: Nancy Dunn was raised in what looked like the typical American family. I lived in California, my father worked for the aerospace industry, my mother worked for a doctor, and so, you know, on the outside everything looked just normal, but nobody really knew what was going on behind closed doors. My father was actually a Satanist high priest, so he um, did all kinds of evil things. He sexually assaulted me. He took me to satanic rituals. My father actually used me as a baby breeder, which means I was impregnated to carry a child so that the Satanists would have a baby to sacrifice to the devil in their satanic rituals. As Soon as I was able to have a baby, I was pregnant.
3: The abuse in Nancy's home continued throughout her adolescence. Her babies were delivered by midwives, and there was no record of their births. By her late teens, Nancy knew she had lost
1: 10 children to satanic sacrifice. And so if I were out of school for weeks or months on end, my parents could call the school and there was no big deal. There was never an investigation. However, back when she was 8 years old, an elderly neighbor befriended Nancy and invited her to church. My parents let me go because they were doing an Olympic-type event where kids were competing and playing. So she took me to that meeting, and it was really awesome to me because at 8 years old, uh, one of the ladies there preached the gospel to me. She shared with me who Jesus was, and that very day, in that very moment, I knew that was the truth. At age 18, she married the first man
3: that came along to escape her abusive upbringing. When her marriage fell apart one
1: year later, she began to lead a promiscuous lifestyle. But I became pregnant at 21 years old, and I was alone. So a friend offered me a solution, and I had an abortion. After the abortion, the guilt and
3: shame of her decision, and a flood of traumatic childhood memories, sent Nancy
1: running back to the church. I really loved God in my heart, but I didn't really know how to have that walk with Him. So I joined a church. I began to read the Word of God. I began to really pursue a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Um, As I began to try to walk that out, there were all these stumbling blocks at times. It felt like there was a wall or a ceiling between God and I. There was a lot of fear in my life, a lot of anxiety in my life. I couldn't really ever understand why God would love me or what His love could do for me. And I remember visiting a church on Valentine's Day. They were preparing the elements for communion, and I was getting a little nervous on side because in the natural, I was forced to drink human blood in the satanic rituals. So the blood seemed so crazy to me. But I heard the Lord speak to me, and He said, if you will drink of my blood and eat of my body, I will heal you. From everything the enemy has done to you. So I took communion and everything changed and I became one whole person. God did it in a moment.
3: After taking communion, the Lord also led Nancy through a process of forgiving her father. The next time she saw him, he was on his deathbed.
1: He was in ICU. They didn't think he could speak to me, and yet he sat up in the bed. He sat up in the bed, and he repented to me. Well, I just lost it. Uh, I just totally lost it. And I just looked at my father, and I said, you know, Dad, all I want to know is if you know Jesus. And he said, he looked at me and smiled, and he said that he had just said the sinner's prayer with a neighbor who was a pastor. And I just had tears flowing down my face, and I said, The only thing I want is how I need to hear you say it. And so my father said the sinner's prayer with me, and about 60 seconds later, he died and he went to heaven. Today,
3: Nancy is an advocate for abused and neglected children in the court system. She has also helped start orphanages in five different nations and travels the world to share her story
1: and minister deliverance. I'm free. I feel so free. I feel so light. I feel so happy. And God's allowing me to be a part of setting other people free. You know, I just want to say there's power in the blood of Jesus. And the blood has never lost its power. And it will never lose its power.
0: Amen. What you just saw is basically what God tells us in his word. 1 John 4, 4. You are from God, little children, and overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he does in this world. Scripture says that the little G, God, Satan, is the one who's pulling the strings. But who's greater? God. And no matter how far somebody has had their background, their life, their mind twisted, even by Satanists, God could still reach in and make him a new creation. Even the people who did the dirty deeds, like her dad. That's how powerful God is. That's who we serve. And that's how powerful the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. That's what we need to speak up. Because you want the wickedness to stop? We preach Christ. We speak up against evil and wickedness. Whenever rears its ugly head, wherever it is as Christians. But we share the gospel. Because even those people, Christ can save. And what I liked about that is, if you notice on her testimony, how long was she going to church services before it clicked? She said about two years. Which means she She wasn't saved yet. She was searching. But that's what we need to be open and paying attention. Just because people come here doesn't mean they're all born again. And there's going to be people coming from all different backgrounds. You think she ever opened her mouth? My guess is never once to anybody when she went to the church service for two years about her satanic background. Probably no way. We don't know the background of people that are coming. We don't know what they've been through. But we know what they need. And we need to love them. We don't condone any wickedness or evil, but we need to love them. And we need to share the gospel. And even people who we do know that are a part of this rotten, satanic behavior. We still need to share Christ with them, too. What did Jesus say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's the kind of church we need to be. Amen? Amen? The another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandment says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even his name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. E- if you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead. Okay, that, that's the same thing. It's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of 10. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what do we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm a am a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us his son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God, both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, For instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judges said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty. Uh, You even admit you're guilty. And uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row, it's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it, not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon.